Welcome, friends. This is Brian Hudson, and welcome to another edition of Conversations in Focus here on Vision Stream Network. This program is designed to bring to you people that I believe are doing great work in the community and in the kingdom, people who are making a difference, uh, both in our city, in our nation, in our world. And I'm talking today to a, a brother who is coming to us all the way from Kansas City, Missouri. His name is Minister Maurice Martin. Welcome, Maurice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Brian. It's a great opportunity just to be here and spend some time with my good friend. Outstanding. I tell you, technology gives us the ability to... Uh, to talk and to converse and to bring to people a conversation today about marriage. In yes. fact, we're talking about a book you have written entitled Mending the Heart You've Broken. And I'll be showing on the screen throughout our conversation, website information, the book cover. You'll, you'll see more about this book as we talk about the topic of marriage. And let's start off, first of all, Maurice, with this question. I see in your bio that you are from Ozark, Alabama. <laughs> now, man, where in the world is Ozark, Alabama? Yes, sir. I am a native Alabamian. I was born and raised in the lower part of Alabama. We used to call it L.A. This stands for Lower Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, listening to an old James Brown song, and he's calling out to one of his guys, talking about, you know, L.A., L.A., <laughs> he said, no, man, not Los Angeles, lower Alabama. So I've heard that That's before. Right. But yes, now sir. you're residing in Kansas City, Missouri. And yes. how is life in Kansas City? Yes, sir. Life is great in Kansas City, Missouri. Of course, it's a long way from Ozark, Alabama. Um, but it's, it's been good. I've been here now for more than, well, in the Midwest for more than 20 years. So this is home away from home. So. Yes, sir. And we met, of course, uh, some years ago through our mutual friend, Bishop Steve Halp. Yes, and I'm sir. glad to have met uh, you through him. And I appreciate his ministry in Kansas City and the work he's done uh, in blessing all of us. I'm sure you, you as well. Yes, sir. Uh, awesome man of God. Uh, God really blessed me to, to, to be a part of his ministry uh, in that season of my life. And it was uh, it was a great experience to learn from him and to, to you know, learn from his influence and just to um, to be kind of cultivated, or, you know, I guess in that era arena with him. Um, but I believe also that, you know, God sent him in my life as well as sending me in his life to help him to actually uh, to launch his vision and continue his vision here in Kansas City. So it was a, it was a good fit and it was a, it was really great. Hey man, glad to hear that. Yes, now, see, that the best news of all is you've been married to a lady named Jean Martin for 32 years. Yeah. Well, what's that like? That's How's my it baby. been? <laughs> that's my baby. Uh, I know that's we, right. We've been together for 32. It'll be 33 years coming up here soon in April. Um, it has been uh, it's been wonderful. You know, with the ups and the downs, I, I don't think I would change anything because I learned so much even in the downs uh, that it's made our relationship that much better now. And uh, Amen to that. And I'm sure your book has brought insights you've gained from your time in marriage and challenge you have faced. I'm sure of that. As a matter of fact, uh, John Maxwell, we all know who John Maxwell is. Absolutely. He put a book out some years ago. And then he had at a conference, someone came and said, uh, John, 
this book was so good. I wish you had written this book 20 years ago. He said, I couldn't have written that book 20 years ago. <laughs> I had to live these lessons to put yes, them in the book. Absolutely. And it, I agree isn't with that, that true? 100%. I agree with it 100% because um, that's what really started this book. And the whole idea of this book was just from my own experiences and things that I went through and uh, in our relationship because in every relationship, there's challenges. There are things that you're going to face that was unexpected. And uh, so we went through those those valleys, as I call it. And uh, we had some great peaks, too. But I think I learned more in the valley than I did on the peaks. <laughs> yes, sir. That's so That is so true. And I see here that you've also been involved in ministry for 30 years. You've worked in marriage ministry for 20 years. You've been a deacon, an elder. You've been a campus pastor. So you come with a lot of experience in ministry and marriage. So you're not talking from a standpoint of just uh, theory. You're talking, I, I look like you're talking from experience and, and facts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have the I have the T-shirt and the, uh, <laughs> that comes with it. Uh, <laughs> I've been in every facet pretty much of ministry. And, uh, you know, to, to be honest with you, that was one of the things that that even caused some of the challenges in my marriage. Uh, even though I was doing so much good things for, for God and the kingdom, uh, I, was, I was neglecting some things at home. And we sometimes get so focused on the agenda, one agenda, and we miss out on the, the other agenda. And which is uh, which is still part of God's word is to to fulfill the the your marriage uh, covenant that you you made with your wife or your husband. That is so true. I mean, that's a great challenge for all of us as ministers and pastors and such. The church, the kingdom of God, ministry consumes so much of our time. We have to be very mindful that we don't um, make our wives and children resent our ministries. You know our or make them widows as in effect, you know, for being so caught up in ministry activities. We'll talk more about that, I'm sure. Okay, Maurice, uh, what are you doing now in ministry? Where are you serving at this point in your life and season? Well, uh, right now, Brian, I'm actually serving uh, at a local church here in Kansas City, which was a part of, um, they were part of the Covenant Alliance Ministries uh, uh, with Harvest Church, which was under the leadership of Bishop uh, Steve Howe. Uh, we had many ministries that were connected to us, and uh, that was one of the ones that was local. Uh, one of the things that happened when uh, I was branch pastor at Harvest Church uh, in the north branch, uh, we had two, uh, two branches, and I was over the one in the north. Uh, but Bishop was led to, to close that one in, in the north land in order to focus more on the one in the, on the west. So we can get that built up and then come back strong on the north side. But in that time frame, that gave God, gave me a time with God, and God was speaking closely to me personally uh, about my next step. And, um, and you know, sometimes we just need a time to sit down and, and listen. And uh, I was going so much that I didn't have time to listen. So God put me in a position where I could hear from him, and he said that when that door is closed and that, that ministry up north, he said, here's the next step for you. And I had to 
to, to move on and do the next step, the phase of my life that God had for me. Sometimes we go through what's called transitions. And so I'm transitioning into uh, basically my own platform. Which I believe God is setting up for me. Excellent. Let's talk now about the book. Again, the book's entitled Mending the Heart You've Broken. The subtopic is also great. A Man's Guide to Rebuild and Strengthen His Marriage. Man, this... I tell you, if I could judge a book by its cover, this is this is good already. <laughs> Why did you write this book? Really, I wrote this book. It was birthed out of uh, of my determination to to mend my own relationship with my wife after years of uh, I call it inflicting pain that I didn't know I was inflicting. Um, and sometimes, you know, I, I, as I wrote in my book. Uh, hearts are not broken into just one piece. It's norm- normally both broken into several pieces over time. Mm. Uh, I, I kind of picture it as a riding in a car and you're driving down the street and you hit bumps in the road and they're light bumps so you don't really pay attention to whether it damaged your car at all. So you just keep on driving. And after so, much, so many bumps in the road, after a while, that car uh, starts to act up and you're like, okay, what's wrong with the car? And from all those different bumps in the road, the car has a a damage that's been created from every bump that you hit. And uh, we don't don't take the time to to access the damage. And so when I did realize, when my wife sat me down and she was, you know, explaining to me what I'd done, and I'm in my mind saying, no, I don't see how I did all that. Wow. (laughs) But I had to take ownership of of what I had created. And um, at that point, I said, you know what? It's going to take me a while to build this thing back up. And then I began to write. And uh, as I wrote things down, it helped me to, to, to mend myself and my wife at the same time. But then I got to thinking, you know what? I'm probably not the only one that's going through this challenge. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I said, uh, and then God began to minister to me about, you know, getting the word out there, helping some other men and uh, to build their relationship back. Because sometimes it's easier just to give up than it is to stick into the fight when you don't have anybody else on your side, you know. Wow. I tell you, I think every brother, including myself, can resonate right now with those words. I think sometimes we as brothers don't know how to make yeah. it right. Sometimes we get lost and can't find our way back and then maybe too proud to say I'm sorry and, and then maybe too obstinate to seek a way forward. Now, chapter three of your book is entitled Assessing the Damage. Yes. And you suggest that it's important to evaluate to her. You mentioned that just a little while ago, but talk more about why you believe it's so important to evaluate what you call what is really the damage that has occurred. Yeah. You know, a lot of times men have a problem with communication. Uh, we, We don't know how to really uh, hear what's not being said. And our wives are sometimes telling us through their actions and, 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 and through them not interacting with us the way we think they should interact with us. All these are signs to let us know that, that something is wrong. But what we do is we continue to go on about our business, um, especially when things start to seem like they're clearing up, you know, Sometimes you can do something, your wife's upset, but then things smooth over, you go out to eat, and you think, oh, it's good, everything's fine. 
But um, if you didn't take time to assess why she was upset the first time, then more than likely that's going to come back around again. And um, what would happen with me and my wife is it was a, it began to snowball. And if you don't take time to deal with the small foxes, you know, the Bible talks about this, the small foxes that destroy the vine, uh, those small foxes over a while, over time, will begin to, to eat at your relationship. And before you know it, you are, you, you got a big hole to, to dig yourself out of. So if you don't take time to assess it, the damage, and see just how much damage you've done, then you won't ever take time to fix the relationship. Now, chapter four goes on and is titled Knowing the Differences. So talk about that chapter. It follows the chapter, of course, of assessing mm-hmm. the problem. Now, what's this next chapter talking about? Well, the next chapter, Knowing Your Differences, we have to understand that we are different than our wives, uh, that men and women indeed are different beings. Uh, and we got to understand, even with any relationship, that nobody thinks just like you think. Nobody uh, understands just like you understand. So when we sit down and we talk to our spouse, we got to always realize that they don't always see things the way we see it. They're different. And the way I interpret things, it may not be the way you interpret things. So that communication is very important to where you can sit down and say, okay, I understand that God created you differently. The way you, if I put, give you something as a woman, because you're a woman, you were designed to carry things. So you will carry whatever I give you. We don't take time to understand that. So men, you have to be careful what we say to our wives, because when mm-hmm. you, once you put it out there, they got it and they're going to carry that. Even though you've said you're sorry, it's a, they're still carrying it until they get delivered from that hurt. My, my, my. Wow, this is, this is strong, my brother. There's a quote by Frederick Douglass in a different context, but he said in his day, he said, talking to people who degraded uh, him and his, you know, and, and black folk back then, he said, you degrade us and then ask us why we are degraded. Wow. And I can imagine it's the same thing if, if husbands maybe unintentionally uh, or otherwise degrade their wives, then turn around and ask, why is she degraded? Yeah. Right? So I think that this this book and this whole concept of what God wants to do in helping us as men to realize, uh, as you say, women are carriers. Yes, sir. We load them up with, with all kind of things. We say things flippantly. And so I can see, brother, where you're going with this. <laughs> and this is certainly a, a vital revelation and I'm glad you took the time to express your own heart, open your own life up, which is difficult to do by itself, you know, to admit to mistakes and things, but, the, but yet to allow God to turn the whole thing around and make it a blessing for somebody else. Moving through the book, I haven't read it all yet, but I'm getting through it. And in chapter nine, it comes to a part that says, enjoy the moments. Huh. So I think that between, you know, chapters four and nine, some good things are happening. <laughs> and so what is this concept of enjoy the moments? Well, you know, really I come from a standpoint of, you know, in the process of trying to uh, working on repairing the relationship. Uh, a lot of times we focus on so much the hurt and so much on trying to do things right and so much on how they're receiving what we're doing. 
uh, in order to build a relationship, that we we forget to enjoy the good moments because yeah. in that process there's still some good moments. There's some there's some times when you laugh. There's some times when you you can still reach out and hold each other. There's some times when you can say something that's that she'll say something back to you that's really nice that makes you feel good. Enjoy those moments because you know those moments. And when you start to, to add up, they can they can create a great life for you uh, down the road. Don't get so caught up in the fact that you didn't do this right or you didn't do that right. There's always some good. You know, I think someone quoted us, uh, uh, said, made a quote that there's always a silver lining behind a dark cloud. So there's there's always a silver lining, and look for the good in every situation. This is important, and I agree with you because. Even when dealing with difficulty and, and mending the broken hearts, we can become so focused on the pain, mm-hmm. we forget the reason we actually got married and fell in love in the first place. Exactly right? There's so right. much good there that's been obscured and, and uh, been, you know, been blocked and, and injured, but yet there's still at the very foundation a love and a respect and a joy and a friendship Absolutely. that really should continue. So I think you're bringing it out. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Because, you know, that um, it's so easy to focus on the bad. I mean, we can it, it just it seems like it just sounds the loudest symbol. The bad is always sounding the last the loudest symbol. You know, they say squeaky wheel is the one that we hear. And so a lot of times we we overlook the good because the bad is just so much louder and, and we, we we hear it or we see it. And we tend to, it tends to cover up all the good. Yes. Let's talk now to young men. Now, we are older. We've been married. You've been married for, what, 33 years, you say? 33 years, yes, and I'm sir. going on 39. So we have made our mistakes and, and our blessings. Let's talk now to a young man, maybe married one, two years, and they're still in that phase. Everything is great all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but what should he know early on? to avoid hitting these pitfalls and, and getting in trouble and, and, you know, allowing any kind of, as you say, the bumps in the road to begin to cause some damage? What should that brother know early on in his marriage? I, I would say that the biggest, the biggest thing that, that young people need to, to realize is that um, intimacy in your relationship is something that is built on. It's not something that just happens in one night. Uh, intimacy comes from developing good communication, being able to talk and try to understand uh, the person that you are committing your life to. Uh, and then also they have to realize that, you know, marriage, if that's where they're going with this relationship, they're getting married, uh, or if they're already married, they got to understand that marriage is a commitment. And uh, one of the definitions of commitment is is to reject one's own actions, which means that so there's some things that we're going to have to restrict ourselves from. You know, when you when you get into a marriage with the, the woman that you've been searching for all these years, and now that you have her, um, or that man, you're the man you've been searching for all that time, and now you have them. Well, you're in a different arena, arena now. Now that you have them, uh, now you have to cherish them. Uh, so I think we should focus on really getting to know that person so that when something is off, um, you will be able to detect it right away, I think, and not get so wrapped up and focused on trying to build 
a well career life together because you know today uh, young people a husband has his career wife has her career and they're so focused on building this great empire together that they forget to build a relationship with each other wow I'll say again we're talking to Maurice Martin about the book Mending the Heart You Have Broken and I was thinking too that this book is talking about restoration, but I'm thinking, too, there's a lot of preventive measures in this book. I'm assuming that this book isn't only about fixing what's maybe going in a wrong direction, but also how to prevent trouble in the first place. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. That was that was one of the main reasons I wrote the book was because if, if there was someone that was just getting married or someone that had maybe just been, been married for a few years, they could actually see themselves before it gets too bad. Because if you can detect, like you was talking about earlier, assess the damage. There's damage most of the time in us. We, uh, the, the, the only person we can change is ourselves. We can't change the other person. So if we can assess the damages within, our, within ourselves before we get to damaging someone else. You know, that's very important because... Uh, they said it hurt people, hurting people hurt people. Yes. Uh, so if you're dealing with your own issues, your own hurt, then you, you, you're going to, you're bound to hurt someone else because you're going to lash out. So I would say, yes, indeed. This is a, a book to see how I, some of the, the challenges I went through, you don't have to go through. I'm a firm believer that if I see someone else fall in a ditch, I'm just not likely to go fall in that same ditch they fell in. And so if, if you're going to give me a book that's going to tell me where you missed it, hopefully it'll help me not to miss it. No, that's right. Someone called it learning vicariously. It is learning right. through the flesh of somebody else. That's right. <laughs> and that's how we learn, isn't it? I mean, we learn from, from God, of course, and the Holy Spirit leads us. The Bible is our guide. Mm-hmm. All of us who are believers and love Jesus still need mentors and examples and models before us, both of those who have done well, and those who have been challenged, we can hear from all sides of this issue. Everybody who can help us, you know, in our marriage, who has the motivation to serve Christ and to love God and to love one another, I want to hear from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Now, I know there is, there is no magic fix, no quick fix. Let me ask you this, though. From your wisdom and from the book and from your understanding, uh, what are some keys to to beginning the process of mending the hearts that we have broken? What are some steps on that path? Well, the first step, I, I believe, is, is um, like in some of the chapters that I talked about in the book, um, is, is to actually go back to the beginning. You know, it, try to go back and, and see where it all started. Uh, where, when did you first stop listening to your wife or listening to your husband? When did you, you know, first stop having those those feelings or those goosebumps that you felt when you first got married? Uh, so go back to the beginning of when things started to take a turn, uh, and then develop a, sta- a status of being able to listen, not just with your ears, but to listen with your heart. Uh, and then once you listen you'll hear the, the things that have went wrong and start dealing with the damages that you've done. Uh, and then after that, of course, you've got to um, be able to cleave to your wife. As a man, you know, the Bible tells us to, for men to 
to cleave to their wives, forsake father, mother, and cleave to your wives, which means there's a clinging to. Set your mind that you're not going to give up. Set your mind that, that you know, you're not going to throw in the towel, that you're going to work for what God has given you to keep it. Uh, okay. Sorry, now, chapter, you- chapter 8, uh, chapter 8 is entitled Commit to the Fight. What's Absolutely. the concept behind that chapter? Yes, sir. Com- commit to the fight. Um, most people, you know, one thing I learned from my parents is they, they were married for 52, no, I'm sorry, 54 years uh, before my dad passed. And I watched them go through some very tough times and very challenging times. I, I've seen where my wife, my mother would say, I'm leaving this guy. We are out of here. And, you know, as, as a kid, when I, when you see your parents going through stuff and they, and there's a way out, you're like, okay, let's just go then. (laughs) But I would always be something that he would say or something that he would do that would change her mind. And I mean, it wasn't that they, I mean, it wasn't like he was abusing, beating her and all that kind of stuff, but it was just, it was so many struggles that they were facing together that it made it hard for them to get along. But the one thing I did notice is that they never gave up. They stayed in the fight. They continued to to try to work it out. And maybe they didn't have all the the things that we have now, the, the knowledge that people were passing along in the books that we have now. Uh, but with what we have today, I believe in my heart that if two people really want to make their marriage work, they can do it with the help of God. And so staying in the fight and committing to the fight is meaning that I'm just not going to quit. I'm going to hang in here and I'm going to do 101% of what I can to make this marriage work. That's good. I mean, that's the resolve we need nowadays. And certainly, again, we have, we have faith. We got the word. We got the Holy Spirit. But we can't underestimate the importance of a commitment, Yes, sir. right? Because God doesn't make us do things. He doesn't make us love our wife. He says we should love her. He doesn't right. make us do it, though. And so we have to step in by faith and by grace and with joy. That's so it. talk to us here in closing here, Maurice. Um, talk to uh, a brother right now who's listening to our discussion, and he's uh, saying, yes, I, re- I received this, and I'm there, and I'm the guy who needs to to take these steps, uh, what can he do now to begin the process of mending the broken hearts that maybe he has broken? Okay, great. Um, I think that's awesome. What he has to do is what I did. Um, once I, when, when I realized that I had done something that caused, you know, this big rift in my, my marriage, uh, I started praying and I prayed and I asked God, I said, God, fix this woman. <laughs> wow. And so fix I'm, her. <laughs> right, fix this woman. I mean, Sound like a, a guy, you know, that's how we think. <laughs> that's right. I done done everything I have, I can. And now you need to fix this woman. But it was in my shower. I was taking a shower and I prayed that prayer. God, okay, fix her. She's, she's hurt. She needs to be mended. And God just is, I mean, it's just like he was in, in my ear. And he said, I didn't break her. And I was really stumped, and I was like, wow. So you're saying since I, you didn't break her, 
that I got to fix it? He says, yeah, you got to fix it. And so many times we put the, the burden on God to fix something that we broke. And so now what we have to do as men, we have to man up and we have to make that commitment that, you know what, um, come hell or high waters, I'm going to do whatever I can to make this marriage work. And when you have, see, the one thing I know about men is once we make a decision about something, we're going to do it. Yes, sir. I was talking to some businessmen and I told them, I said, you know what? You put a lot of focus into building this business. You put a lot of focus into building your company. I said, if you put half that energy into your marriage, I guarantee you have a better marriage. Yes. So we just have to refocus, get back focus on the jewel that God has blessed you with and then really accept your wife as being uh, that help meet that he has, God has placed in your life. Uh, and, 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 you know, like the vow says, until death do us part, have that commitment that you're not going anywhere. I used to tell my wife, I said, you can divorce me, but I'm not going to divorce you. And so in my, my psyche, I was just basically telling myself, no matter what, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to take that, that stance that I'm going to divorce my wife. And so, um, my determination was that I was going to make it work and with the help of God. And so I had to learn, I had to get books and start reading, uh, how about women, you know, what is it that, uh, that she needs from me that I'm not giving her. Uh, I read books from, uh, people like Jimmy Evans and, uh, Tony Evans. And, uh, and I just began to just indulge myself in, in knowledge because the Bible tells us to dwell with our wives with knowledge, right? So yes. we have to, the only yes, way to get knowledge is, is by studying them and studying things that teach us about them. So I would tell that young man that's out there that's, that's struggling with his marriage, first you got to make a commitment and you have to own up to your part and then step forward to do what you can with the power and help of God to make that relationship work. Those are wise words. I think about, uh, again, human nature. Adam shows us human nature, the garden. When, when God, you know, found him after they had eaten, when God said don't eat and partake of that forbidden fruit, then uh, Adam said to God, well, God, this woman, you gave, <laughs> she gave me and I ate. Adam was saying, Lord, this woman got a problem. That's you right. got a problem. I ain't got no problem. Right. You know, a woman you gave me. That's right. And that's, that's human nature. Yes, Even sir. though we're, we're born again and we're saved, fire baptized, we still got human nature that wants to avoid responsibility. Absolutely. And which, what I hear you saying is, as men, is to take full responsibility, to own, own it. Yes, sir. And full. commit to make it better. Is that correct? That is correct. We got to take full responsibility. We yes, know we, we can't neglect the fact that when God put marriage together that that he made man the head of the wife which means that all the responsibilities not not that we were the tyrants and we were the the king and king over her anything a lord over her but but he gave us the ultimate responsibility to be the priest of her the priest of our home and to to build our home and so a lot of that responsibility all of it really falls on us as men uh and so I was told, I remember even that uh, Bishop Powell used to say, you know, that if it 
if it's good, it's our fault. And but if it's bad, it's also our fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's responsibility. That's responsibility. Right? Yes, sir. Again, we're speaking with uh, Minister Maurice Martin and talking about marriage and about his new book entitled Mending the Heart You've Broken, A Man's Guide to Rebuild and Strengthen His Marriage. How can we obtain copies of this book, Maurice? Okay, great. Yeah, you can. Uh, they can go to my website. It's uh, mauricemartin.online. At on, uh, you can actually purchase the book from my website. So that's www.mauricemartin.online. Uh, not .net, not .com, mauricemartin.online. And um, they can purchase a book there. They can purchase from Amazon.com or uh, as well as any of the other venues. But um, the easiest way for them to actually purchase the book would be to go uh, to my website, which is, again, www.mauricemartin.online. Great. I also see a website here, MendingMarriedHearts.com. Is it also a good website? Yes, sir. They can also purchase it from that website. That was uh, developed basically for our uh, counseling. We're going, we do uh, premarital counseling. We also do, well, we actually call it coaching. So it's, uh, it's marriage coaching. It's what we do for marriages uh, that are in trouble, uh, as well as premarital coaching for those that are newlyweds. And so right. we're using that site for, for that means. All right. Well, I will certainly post on the screen the address for ordering the book. I got my copy right here, and I put it on screen for everybody to see. Great. And again, great. I want to thank you for uh, coming in for this conversation. Again, you coming in from Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, sir. And I tell you, Kansas City is a great city. I've been there working with Pastor Halp, and, of course, I'm making my point to visit the barbecue joints. <laughs> and we got one place here in town now that almost comes up to the level. Uh-oh. Yeah, almost. It's <laughs> called City Barbecue. City Barbecue. Yeah. Now, they that, almost, that, they're almost at Kansas City level, man. I don't know now. You know, we got to be pretty much on point to beat that. Uh, we got that Gates Barbecue, and uh, we've got Oklahoma Joe's. Yes, Jack sir. Stacks. We got some good barbecue down here. So it I just said cool. almost. I guess he was there. <laughs> I said, I said almost. <laughs> I know, man. Wow. I, I hit all those joints. If I go to Kansas City and. And you know, and y'all take me places, and it's like one after another. Oh my! We just have one, okay? That almost right, right. comes up, <laughs> in my in my opinion, okay? Okay, sir. Well, thank you so much, and God bless you and your wife, Jean, and your children and grandchildren. Uh, look forward to hearing more about what God is doing through your marriage ministry, and I encourage my listeners and viewers again to visit the websites learn more about what Maurice is doing, he and his wife, to help marriages, to help men take ownership and responsibility, and get a copy of the book. Again, Mending the Heart You've Broken. So I want to thank you again, Maurice, for coming on with me here today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. All right. Okay, well, another edition of Conversations in Focus is concluded. I trust you were encouraged, informed, and inspired here on Vision Stream Network, our objective is to do just that, to offer information, insight, and inspiration on a range of, of relevant topics with relevant people doing great things. So God bless you, and we'll see you next time.